0: Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is Froggy Wednesdays. We are coming off an amazing Ryder Cup week. And now we've got a long drive week going on because long drive competition going on this week. But first, before we get started, always want to say thank you to our uh, sponsor, Encore Golf. Encore designs high performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. So you get fitted for your perfect golf ball right now at EncoreGolf.com. Uh, today, we are joined by one of the longest hitters in the world, 2017 World Long Drive champion, uh, Justin James. Justin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, glad to be here, man. Looking forward to it.
0: I uh, I've had the luxury of watching Justin hit balls for probably, I don't know, probably a little over a year now I have seen it. And it really is a sight to behold. I mean, to see these guys that know how to move the golf ball at this speed is really, truly unbelievable. I remember the very first time I was out of the Ranger at Palencia uh, where I'm a member at and Justin practices out of as well. And um, I just saw this guy over in the corner, just the ball made the different sound that we all talk about that when you, when you go to a tour event, you hear that sound that it makes when the tour pros hit it. Well, it was even different than that sound. And that's why these guys move the ball. So today we'll talk to Justin, about uh, what he does, how he does it, and find out if there's anything that uh, you and I, who don't hit the ball that far, can uh, can learn. But first, Ryder Cup, man, what an ass-whooping we laid on them.
1: Yeah, that was, um, I feel like that was just how we were, have supposed to have played, like, the last, I don't know, eight Ryder Cups, but we finally, like, you know, the, I guess the, the numbers, they finally did what they were supposed to do with the world rankings, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I mean, historically, we have not played that well, but I mean, when you looked at it on paper, it was almost like there was no reason to even play this outside of John Rom, they didn't have another player that stood up with anybody we had. And so it, you felt like it was supposed to be like this, but like you just said, it never really transfers to reality, but I felt like every single guy really played well. I mean, even the guys that, that, that walked away with technically on the, on the, on the downside of the record still played really, really well throughout the week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was having a discussion last night. I wasn't I wonder if there was like something with the older guys. Um, I don't know, some kind of weird dynamic or something. Cause again, I mean, uh, every Ryder cup I remember on paper, we should have smashed them like this. Right. But, uh, and I even heard people at the beginning of the week saying, you know, they're kind of negative, like, Oh, we always lose Ryder cups. We're gonna lose this one. We never practice together. These guys are selfish, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just did what we we're supposed to do. So I think with this new group of guys, it could—I uh, don't know. I guess we always overreact, but I mean, they shouldn't lose anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I mean the core group that we have right now is, uh, of American players are really—I mean—just truly special athletes. DJ goes yeah. five and zero. Oh. Um, I mean, the best player they had was John Rom. Outside of that, Sergio played well, but nobody else really really stood tall. Victor Hovland didn't play great. Uh, Rory didn't play great. And even our guys, our, our usual studs, like Jordan Spieth had, had a losing record. Uh, Justin Thomas took a little bit to get warmed up, but Mm. guys like uh, Colin Morikawa played phenomenal undefeated, had a tied match, but did not lose any. These guys are, uh, these young guys are just different now than they used to be.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know if people actually know how good the guys are. I mean, I was watching like Saturday morning, I think, I mean, no, Saturday or Sunday, I think it was Sunday. I'm flipping back and forth between football. I watched like, I don't know how many groups in a row where these guys are just driving the green on one. You know, like yeah. Like how hard is it is to drive a green They just put it on. No problem. And then obviously Bryson drove that green, made the pot. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's what the guys are supposed to do. That's freaking crazy. You know? I mean, the guys are so good. It's unbelievable.
0: It is. I don't think the average guy understands how good these guys are. And so speed and distance have absolutely changed the game of golf. And if anybody knows that, you know, that we've seen long drive people for a long time, but now guys who are hitting it really, really far are playing on tour. Now guys like Bryson, who he's able to hit it far and then still play golf. Why don't we see more of the long drive guys playing golf on tour? Uh, uh I mean, good
1: quest Probably cause we're not good enough, but no, uh... <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, Uh, I mean,
0: I mean, it's a straight answer.
1: No. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I guess if we could play on tour, we would. But uh, I mean, look, there's some guys who are playing some good golf now. I mean, Kyle's been playing some good golf. I think he's trying to play in some stuff. Um, You know, when I started to do long drive. And look, by no means was I a tour player or anything, but I was it was I was done playing baseball 2013. Uh, I could say, okay, I could try to go scrape around some mini tours. And again, I was never, you know, John Rom or anything like that. But this laundry thing popped up. My dad had obviously did it. I've grown up with it my whole life. And I said, hey, there's an opportunity here where I could, you know. Do some stuff. I mean, if they're handing out checks for the guy who hits the longest ball, I think I could do that. Right. So um, but the other thing is why don't long drive guys play on two? it's a different sport, man. And it's gonna be really interesting with Bryson today. I've done a couple interviews about it. Okay, how's he gonna do? I don't think anybody has any idea. I could see it where he fills up the grid five out of six balls and you know he's very consistent. I could also see a scenario where the guy hits an OB set here or there because it's just a different speed. And then you have some guys who get faster on the tee box. You have some guys who will, uh, uh, you know, set a PR and then be like five, six miles an hour slower there'll be some guys who are just about the same as practice as they are in the box. Everybody runs a little bit different. Okay. So you got, I mean, I don't know what he's going to actually come to the t box with. Okay. And then this isn't golf. There's a, there's a shot clock, two minutes, 30 seconds, six balls. There's four, three other guys around you hitting balls, screaming, there's music playing. So it's very, very different. And um, you know, like a long drive swing for me. And again, I'm no tour player. The golf game is very, very different. You know, people ask, hey, there's a 390-yard par four with water on the green. You hitting that green? Like, absolutely not. I'm hitting an iron off the tee because, you know, my long drive swing is designed to get, you know, one out of six balls in play, hopefully more than that. But for absolute distance, it's drag racing. It's not NASCAR. It's not a marathon. It's 100 Uh, Meter dash instead of let's say golf is a eight hundred or you know a marathon or whatever it's just different. A lot of we know we're still running in both races, okay, but it's a a different skill set for sure.
0: So this week's event, how exactly will this week work? Because like you just said, it's very different than than a normal golf tournament that these guys are into. It so Mm -hmm. how does it work this week? As far as are there pairings? Are there groupings? Will you be playing with Bryson? Are there different levels? Are there different like? Like, I mean, exactly how does it work?
1: Yeah. Um, So there's different formats, different events. Um, What we're going to do for this event and on this tour, the Pro Long Drive Association, is a a points format. So we'll have like uh, 16 guys. I think there's four. I think there's five groupings of 16 guys today. Okay. So 12 out of those 16 guys will advance. And then I think tomorrow they might take half. So 16 for eight spots basically goes points so you'll hit against everybody okay there'll be four guys on the tee box at once the first place winner i think will get 200 points second place is 100 Um, and then down the line okay you add that up at the end of five rounds that you hit and the eight to twelve longest guys advance the next round okay when you get to the final eight then you have four guys on the tee box and you go four spots for two advance four for two, four for two, and then two for one to crown the champion. And that's probably confusing to some people. What you've seen on television is it's been a points format. And then when you get to the final eight, it's been straight up match play. Okay, so there's different ways to do it. But um, the misconception, it's not just, hey, let's line up 100 guys, take your best shot, longest drive wins. It's a process. Um, and this one's taking the course over four days.
0: Okay, so, so there will be like cut downs every day there will be people knocked out every day yeah but just because you finish make them cut yeah now with a with a points race start over every day as a new points race
1: yeah so i don't this is the group of you know however many guys there are and then it goes to probably 64 and then it'll go to like 32 and then it'll go to 16 and it, it resets um every every day which you know there's no perfect way to do it. You know, they've done more cumulative formats. They've done, you know, one of the the downsides of like match play um, was, and it kind of still is, you can dominate the whole way through, right? If we're speaking golf terms, you can shoot 62, 62, 62. And then everybody's even Stevens the last day. So now you can win every round and they get clipped by two yards, the first round of match play and go home in eighth place. But again, uh, there's no real perfect way to do it.
0: Yeah. it's the same way with the FedEx cup. Like you could, you could win. Yeah, You could feasibly win every single tournament all year long, get to the FedEx cup and win every single tournament and then finish 10th the last week and lose. Yeah.
1: But like it, you said, there is right. no the perfect difference way. Is you're still making a pretty good living out there. If you do that out right. here, uh, you can go home <laughs> with zero. So. A little
0: bit different. (laughs) That was a little bit different. What does, I mean, you've got some big names in this event. You've got Kyle, you got obviously Bryson. (laughs) You're a former champion as well. So does it help to have Bryson? What does it mean to pull him into this event? Well,
1: I think we're going to find out. Um, Obviously you'd rather take him than not. You know, I, I think, look, Bryson, I like Bryson. Cool guy. I've talked to him. He's always been really great to me. He wants to come hit. So come hit. I think it's going to, you know, everybody's saying eyeballs, which is totally true. Um, I'm hoping it'll do great things. This sport is um, look, it's popular. It's very in demand. Okay, everybody's talking distance. And obviously what Bryson's doing and and we've had the discussion before, I think the demands there more than ever. It's just going to take the right, I don't know, promoter, principal group or whatever to push it with the right format, the right business structure, whatever, to really bring it into the mainstream. Once upon a time, that was Golf Channel. Uh, They didn't do the greatest job in the world. Um, I guess, you know, debatable, don't want to cause any controversy, but um, they got rid of the World Long Drive Tour. Now we're onto something else. So I'm hoping it'll bring some eyeballs, bring some interest. And uh, the reality, from what I've seen year after year after year, People, if they've seen this thing in person, and you've seen me hit balls out there, you go, "Oh gosh, this is a little bit different. This is pretty cool." And you go to a competition, a lot of people get hooked because it's it's a it's a good time, especially when there's four guys in the box. They're going back and forth, hitting drives. This guy goes four hundred one. The other guy on his last ball goes four hundred three. That guy gets bumped from first to second. Points going all over the place. Uh, it's wow. a very very exciting format, and you know people didn't always get to see that on television um, through the golf channel product. So, um, I don't know. I'm hoping obviously for big things cause it's, uh, it's still popular.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody loves the long drive. I mean, if you go to a tour event now, what was the, what was the draw at Bay Hill? The draw at Bay Hill was to watch Bryson, uh, Bryson try to drive the, the, uh, par five, six, which, I, which, I, which I also saw you, you have done as well. Yeah.
1: I did it from, uh, from a, a tee box way back there. So, but, uh, you know, humble brag, but that really wasn't humble. <laughs> no, not at all,
0: but that's <laughs> from okay.
1: Where, from where he was hitting it from, I kept like hooking it into the water. I hit one over the green, and so I had to move back a little bit. But fortunately, I had a huff of wind that was down. The, the backstory behind that is I don't think Golf, Di- uh, Golf Digest did it, I believe. I don't think they cared whether I hit the green or not. They would have totally hung me out to dry. So I think where they moved me was like a 386, 390 yard carry over the water. Okay. And they just filmed. And, and when I was up on the, the forward tee boxes, 340, 320, they said, hit the green. I say, okay. So I pull out like a stock driver and I'm hitting it over the green. Okay. And I say, okay, now we can move back. They, no, 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 you got to hit the green. And I'm like, what do you think I'm Ben Hogan? Like, you know, give me a break. So I finally, you know, I, I'm, heel cut one onto the green. They say, "Okay, you can move back." And when they release the video, they're showing every shot. And I say, "Man, if I wouldn't have hit that green, I, I hit it on the uh, a third or fourth drive from back there because right. that was more of my speed, you know, just grip it and like let's freaking go." Uh, right. And I nailed it on like the fourth shot, I think. And I'm thinking they would have totally hung me out to dry. Right? I, right. It, it would have been into the wind because people don't know. I've done a shoot out there before with Golf Channel, 50 degrees in January, blown into the right. wind they give us three golf balls and they say, okay, put it on the green. They say, I'm not the iron Byron, you know, like what, what you You know? So uh, I was fortunate. We had just a puff of wind that was down. So I was able to hit that green. It would have been a long, embarrassing day.
0: (laughs) What does your training program, like I said, I've seen you hit golf balls. so I know what you do, but I've seen you with the ropes that look like they're attached to the front end of the golf cart that you're doing. And I've Mm -hmm. seen all the stuff that you do. Can you, can you explain to people exactly what your training program consists of that all, all that you do to get ready to hit golf balls?
1: Yeah, I guess I can try. I don't know if I can do it exactly, but, uh, cause I, I do a lot. The truth is I've done a, a, I do a lot because, you know, I played professional baseball. I grew up in this thing. I've grown up in a strength and conditioning family. So there's a lot that, you know, I just do as part of my normal day that I guess I take for granted, but, um, you know, off season, I do. I'm very uh, big on strength training. I don't think there's enough done in golf and people like, well, strength training, that's simple. But I mean, getting fundamentally um, and cohesively stronger. There's a lot of like, you know, in golf, a lot of mobility training, a lot of kind of fluffy stuff. And that's not bad. I don't say that in a negative way because a lot of people need more mobility. Okay, but the foundation of all of it is is strength. And you got to as you age too, you have to keep your strength levels up. People also, there's a misconception to hit the ball long. You need a a huge amount of tension in your body at the right places. Okay. So this hold it like a baby bird and, you know, the softer you swing it, the farther you're going to hit it. It's just not true. Now you need to be, um, you need to be loose in the right places, but you need to be tense in the right place. So when you start the downswing, okay, the, uh, quicker that you can produce like a maximum amount of tension the faster then you're going to be able to let that club swing and relax. And so uh, I do a lot of kettlebell training. Okay, kettlebell training, you have to, it's, it's a swinging movement like a golf club. So it's not just like a 400-pound squat where it's tense all the way up. You have to contract and relax and let that thing swing. There's a rhythm, a dance, and a balance. But I try to hit all ends of the spectrum. So strength training and what, what I would really call it tension training. So stuff on like a TRX suspension trainer to teach my body to kind of for maximal tension in the right places. I do like power training with the kettlebell stuff. Again, that's like my athletic training where I'm learning to sequence properly. I do some movement stuff as a former pitcher. I, I, I throw quite a bit, right? Just keeping that athleticism, um, sprinting, and then the stuff you see with like the ropes. Again, I'm hitting all ends of the spectrum, so I'm doing the heavy stuff, but I'm also doing fast and explosive stuff, and I'm just trying to stay the best athlete that I can be, and for people at home, um, you remember Cody Bellinger, Mike Trout there at Top Golf, they hit it over the fence, everybody freaks out, they start analyzing the swing. To me, golf instructors, people in the golf world miss the point, because they start to look at, they start to break down Mike Trout's golf swing. Mike Trout doesn't know anything about a golf swing. He doesn't care about a golf swing. He's an incredible athlete. He knows how to sequence and uh, exert power in the right places. So that comes out in his quote unquote golf swing. So if people focus a little bit more on athleticism, on sequencing, on being able to swing a kettlebell and, and there's proper hinge and squat patterns. A lot of the things that they struggle with in their golf swings would take care of themselves, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, it's crazy how how much it does go into it because you know me when i go to the range i pretty much do the same thing every time i go to the range But i see you on the range you don't do the same thing every day you've got a you've got a regimen that you go through and my guess is some days you don't even swing all out some days is that correct you don't go 100 percent every time you head to the range
1: yeah no i don't um and you know i've been doing it a bit i list i i I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I feel like I listen to my body, quote unquote, a little more than other guys do. Um, You know, and and again, I talked about earlier with Bryson, everybody's a little bit different uh, with what they bring to the box. A guy like Kyle, uh, a guy like Will Hogue, Martin Borgmeier, I've hit with these. They're just fast all the time. Okay. I tend to um, you know, be slower in practice. And then I get some adrenaline, I get faster on the T box. So I'm a little more cyclical, like with my training too. I get bored a little, I don't run as hot as these guys. These guys are always just like ready for ready to go all the time, right? And I'm just kind right. of more relaxed. And so I change things up quite a bit. But again, our goals are different. When I'm cracking those ropes stuff like that, a lot of that's to like wake me up to to get me going, you know, like if we're, if we're pitching, you see Justin Verlander's like fastest in the ninth inning, right. Throwing a hundred miles an hour. And, you know, so I take a little bit longer warm up. So that stuff kind of helps accelerate my warm up. Um, the stuff with the ropes kind of really helps reinforce sequencing instead of just grabbing a golf club right away, getting a little bit technical, do some athletic stuff before. I think, you know, Mickelson used to throw, um, mess around throwing a football before he play and stuff. I think all that stuff is good. And, you know, um, a lot of guys get very technical with their warmups and very specific exercises. I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se, but like, you know, if we're just warming up, we're just warming up. Right. Let's move around a little bit. Be athletic.
0: Right. How much technical stuff does go into your swing? How much are you worried about whether it's on plane or whether you're shallowing it or all I mean, how, how much do you worry about that? Or are do doing it's more speed?
1: Um, I do quite a bit. It's just, look, it's really hard. And I found it challenging, um, you know, worrying about that stuff or i'll just say a lot can go wrong at 150 miles an hour right like how i swing it and is that your that, speed? uh yeah it'll be 145 to 155 so hopefully uh, hopefully on the 150 side or it'll be a short day but um you know yeah i i really pay attention to try to keep the club in front of me I, i'll just say like anything that goes wrong with your golf swing at home is probably going to go wrong twice as fast with mine because you know hitting a lot of balls going as hard as I can. I mean, you know how hot it is where we practice stuff like that. So, you know, my old man will keep an eye on me. He'll point things out. Um, you know, he pointed one thing out before I left. I think it's helpful. Just, you know, coming out of my posture a little bit, but, uh, you know, look, we don't want to go over the edge. Cause what I do is a little bit unique. You know, I don't need to be swinging like Morikawa. You know, as much as I, I love his swing, I would love to hit it straight. But, you know, we have a little bit of a different goal. So right. the main things are, hey, let's just keep it on plane. Let's keep it working in front of you. And that's going to give you your best chance to, you know, consistently hit it where you want to. And what's really important for us is that launch window that it's coming out of. Um, you know, as much as the person at home thinks that we spray it all over the place at. And I think this is a good analogy we hit onto a football field okay so imagine your high school football field but now put that 400 yards away just kind of floating in the ocean and that's the grid that we have to hit it's 50 yards wide roughly and then you know football fields 100 yards long so you know you would think okay you stand on a football field all the room in the world stands 400 yards away quite narrow so from that dispersion rate if you pull at a degree or push it a degree Chances are, especially with rollout, it's going to miss the grid because all the time we hit the grid, you hit a little cut, you hit a little draw, and it's going to roll out. So to hit that grid, very, very difficult. And then especially, again, one out of six balls, we're just going for that one massive shot. So, you know, a heel cut's not going to do you any good out here where you can get away with that, you know, hit a heel cut, knock it on the green, two putt for par, now you're off and you're ready to go. Um, You need that one monster shot. You need to link everything up. So there's layers to it, and it's uh, it's
0: difficult. And you've got an internal governor, I suspect that you have to break from time to time because you've got, Mm you know, 80, 90, 95, 100. And I'm guessing that, if you really need it, you get up there on the tee, you need to swing 110%, give everything you got. You can do that. How do you go about breaking that in, in internal governor and then maintaining still at the same time, a healthy golf swing did not hurt yourself?
1: Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And, um, you know, when I got into long drive, I hit inside into a net. Um, that's something Bryson's done as well. Um, I don't have as much success with that anymore like I'm just you know it, it's a different phase in my career. Um, so I like to hit outside more. Um, I think you know it's about a, a couple things and people ask me this question. I'll tell people like get caffeinated, honestly. Um, you know you've got to be in the right, frame of mind. You've got to be in the, the right state. You know, don't go try to set a speed record where you've been drinking the night before, you know, <laughs> so like I'll hit later in the day. I, I feel better later in the day. Um, you know, that's when I like to train. I think, you know, there's been research that I can't quote right now, but you're, you're stronger a little later in the day, um, versus like early in the morning, but whatever makes you feel optimal and feel good, you know, having an energy drink or whatever. And again, don't do this every day, but when you're speed training, you've got to get in that zone right? and then break through those barriers. And for the person at home, um, you've got to be on a launch monitor. That's reliable. So, you know, what I often recommend to people is, you know, in Jacksonville, we are this place, coastal indoor golf. They have several Trackmans, and, uh, they have a GC quad in there. You know, if you're trying to get faster, maybe every 10 days, go in there and spend an hour or two um, your ball speed might start at 145. See if you can get to 155. Because when you start at 145 and oh man, I stroked that. That was really good. The next one, you're like, oh man, I, that wasn't quite as good, but it reads 148. Well, what did you do on the 148 that you didn't do on the 145? Repeat that, then get to 150 miles an hour ball speed. Then see if you can get to 155. Now we maybe get some adrenaline going. People would be surprised um, how much they have in the tank. And you know, people have asked me, like, you know, with Bryson, do you think Bryson's doing anything nefarious? He's got so much longer. I say no, guys, because the the I, the dirty little secret in golf is that you can all hit it longer, but you guys never do because we're not taught that growing up. You're taught, oh, uh, you know, low and slow, uh, swing, you know, if you want to hit it in the wind, you know, I mean, just everything you hear is swing easier, Right. Right, And, you know, there's a reason for that because the older equipment, whatever. But today we teach our juniors swing as hard as you can early. And obviously Nicholas was taught that as well, because you can't start to like speed train when you're 40. You can't get that back. It's like learn a language. So but people, uh, you know, still today try to hit it farther, swinging 70, 80 percent. And golf's unlike any other sport in the world, okay? If I was a high school football coach, I had a kid run a 4'8", I said, Alabama's interested if you can get down to a 4'4", he's going to go sprint, okay? If I've got a collegiate golfer and say, look, you can play a tour, um, I need you, you know, 330 off the tee, right now you're 270, uh, they're going to go do some stretches, uh, they're going to seek out a new instructor, all you got to do is go to a range once a week Swing out you know. Try push the pace. Go sprint. Now you don't have to play golf like that, okay? But if you're if you're on the course, your ball speed's 165. Okay, let's say you have a 165 average. This has been true for a lot of tour players. And you go to the range and you work up your your PR, your personal record, to 185. Now when you go back to cruising speed on the golf course, you're gonna be 170, 175, and that's really the secret. Go sprint. So then your jog right is faster. So you need to take yourself from a V six or a lot of y'all or V four, you need to get that V eight or V 12 engine in there. So all of a sudden, then, you know, driving from Mesquite to Las Vegas, like I did now, 200 miles an hour is no big. I wasn't going 200 miles an hour, but the point you do that in a Toyota Corolla, there's going to be a problem. You are gonna have a break. Right. You do that in a Corvette, not a big deal. Right. So that, that's that makes
0: the sense though. The golf. Yeah, it makes sense. So that, that was my next question is, what can an average amateur, somebody like me who hits it 250, what can I do to hit it further? I know I'm never going to hit it 430 or 400, but what is something I can do, anybody else can do, to make themselves a little longer, but yet still be able to play respectable golf?
1: Yeah, um, I think, I mean, look, you know, getting stronger, getting fit, getting in shape, you know, come see me, do my Swing Strong 90 program, that's all good. But at a basic level, guys, at a basic level, get stronger. Okay, there's and, and I'm talking basic strength training will benefit you all right systematically six months from now. You know, you're 10, 20 pounds stronger with every different lift that you do. Okay. And I won't prescribe anything specific right now because it'll make somebody mad. Oh, I do right. this stuff. Um get stronger and then you know, go swing fast, you know, every 10 days, once a week or every 10 days. And again, there's facilities around you all over the country that have a track band, or you know, I use a four-sided GC quad. And go spend 60 to 120 minutes hitting drive, seeing how fast you can get. You might gain one or two miles an hour a month, but three, four months from now, holy crap, you just got a lot longer. You're hitting it 20, 30 yards longer on the golf course. Other thing you can do is a part of that, you start to optimize launch and spin conditions. Okay, so I tell people all the time, you've got 30 yards in the tank right now. Because if I optimize your launch conditions with your equipment, Okay, and then I just get you swinging a little bit more athletically. Hey, let's let's load the trail side, explode in the lead side. You've got thirty yards. I think, again, blanket statement. Most people, everybody I work with, has twenty to thirty yards in them. It's just, do wow. you want? Do you want to
0: use them? Wow, that's crazy. Now I know you've also worked with. Uh, you've worked with some tour pros. I know uh, Russell Knox, who lives here in the Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra, Saint Augustine area. You've worked with him as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he got, and he was one of those guys too. I think he came in first time, you know, 160 to 165. Uh, we were out in the de- and, and Russell was, let's just, how do I say it? He was not a guy that tried too hard, right? But that's what makes him good. He's so low key. So right. he was not doing the Bryson hitting in the driveway and, and by no means guys, but he got swinging a little bit more athletically. He worked on strength training a little bit, training with me. And without even really trying, he went from like low 160s, he hit 179 ball speed in uh, Palm Springs. I go, okay, great. Now, and this was in a couple shots. I say, now it's time to bust in the 180s. Let's go, bud. Cause I thought that day he had 185 in him. He goes, oh, no, we're good. So he has so much speed in the tank. And he was a guy there. This is a good example. He's probably. Uh, you know, ball speed on tour, he's probably, you know, three to five miles an hour faster now than he was. Okay. And we got him to where if he wanted, he could have probably been 10, but he was a happy medium for him. So that's a really good example, especially for the better players listening. They're like, look, I really can't afford to spray it around the the course. In response to that, I would say, number one, most of y'all don't hit it far enough to worry about the dispersion rate really affecting your game because you're going to go from middle of the fairway to first cuts or, or, or you know, I and mean, you just don't hit. It. There's a reason Fred Funk, Jim Furyk are the straightest on tour. They don't hit it very far, right? You know, just right. respect to the guys. But you know, a guy like Cameron Champ, and a guy like Bryson, they need to worry about their dispersion. And Bryson's been very, very, very intentional the whole time about not losing any accuracy. I think that one plane move that he did certainly helped. And he's used very little face rotation through the ball. He's always been very, very intentional about that. But so for the person at home, I would say don't really worry about the dispersion. I would rather have you 30, 20 yards close to the green all day in the first cut of rough for the courses the normal people of the earth play on than uh, being in the middle of fairway. Cause you know, hitting eight iron rather than five iron I think, is going to help you a lot more. I think the statistics would back that up as well.
0: Right now, as far as your golf clubs, your driver that you will use uh, in competition this weekend and that you use all the time, how different is that than the driver that say somebody is using in a PGA tour event? like oh, Brighton?
1: Is way different um, now. I mean, I will say Bryson's been using lower loft out there. I think he's using a five-six degree driver. But you know, uh, for me personally, I'm going to use a, a four to five X shaft uh, at three degrees. And so now, and that's you know, not because I'm cool. Other guys go the opposite way. They'll use like a senior flex shaft. Kyle Berkshire, Martin Borgmeier, Josh Koch. How do they not snap in half? They sequenced it up. They have really great timing and, and, you know, I I pull a little harder with my hands. I need something that's more butt stiff. Um, And I've just found more success with a stiffer shaft. Um, They have found more success with a a softer one. So all shapes and sizes, but everybody's loft is going to be three degrees. These are drivers that are, they're drag cars, you know, or, uh, you know, drag racing cars, not uh, touring vehicles, right? So it's different. They're not built for accuracy. They're built for one out of six and, you know, hit that 450 yard drive. So very, very different.
0: Now, Justin, what are your stock yardages? Like if I said to you, what's your, what's your eight iron? What do you hit your eight iron when you play golf? Uh,
1: probably 180 yards i'm very normal in the golf course i don't
0: i don't swing right now ask yes hold, hold on hold on hold on let me let you tell you something real quick 180 with an eight iron is not normal well
1: <laughs> yeah, i mean what Bryson, bryson's hitting his eight iron like i don't know i was on the day on 220 the other day something right. stupid. so um i don't swing i grew up playing golf i don't swing that hard on the golf course again i'm not i just don't run that hot um you know so you have a different I
0: golf swing when you're at, either whether you're on the range or you're in a long drive competition versus when you go play golf
1: yeah. And just when I'm playing golf, I just don't get that much adrenaline, to be honest with you. I mean, even with a driver, my ball speed will be probably 190. I mean, at most out there, it'll be 205, 210. I mean, but, you know, I play, I play pretty uh, fairly normally where a Kyle um, or, you know, I mean, obviously Bryson, um, they're just freaking moonshots launching it everywhere. And, you know, right. so it's just different ways of playing the game. I'm a little more traditional.
0: What, what do you think the long drive competition as a whole, the sport in itself needs to prosper to whether get where it once was with, with world long drive or even get further than that as we move on, because social media has to be good for, for world long drive.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it just needs, in my opinion, but you know, uh, one guy, a promoter, some ingenuity, um, you know, look, we all have ideas, but we're busy trying to do it. And, you know, we got families and, you know, I think it just needs a very creative kind of business mind to really take it to the next level. Um, I don't think that, you know, the golf channel days are the, the, is the product to shoot for necessarily either. Um, I think it could be three times that size, but look, people, this is a very entertaining product and people want to be entertained. And so the formats have to reflect that the venues have to reflect that. Um, I don't think it's overly difficult to do. But, you know, I mean, in my opinion, uh, you know, we should have a variety of different venues. You know, some should be on, I think most should be on actual golf holes. Um, some should be on, you know, grids like we are this week. So mesquite are soccer fields, they're multi-purpose. They are soccer to be was built for the World Long Drive Championship back mm-hmm. in the long drivers of America days. But, you know, so it's a it's a grid, they're soccer fields. So I just think you should have a variety, you know, a variety of different venues and, and formats and tournaments. And I think you need to bring the entertainment uh, factor to a, to a maximum. So, I mean, look, I wouldn't care if we try to hit a golf ball across Niagara Falls or something or the Grand Canyon, but, you know, people just want to be entertained. And I, I think it's very easy to do with guys like us. There's only a few guys in the world who can do what we do and we entertain people anyway. So I think that's really what it, what it needs.
0: Now, this week tournament's going on. How do we watch it? As somebody who who's who's into it and loves the sport and wants to see it what's the easiest way for us to watch it?
1: I think it's going to be on the uh pro long drive association uh YouTube I think i would going be doing it live all week live streaming um I've seen some camera crews here, you know, they're starting to come in as uh, Bryson's getting ready to hit, but I, I don't know exactly all what's going on, but um, to my knowledge, you're going to live
0: stream it all week. And then uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. All right. We'll make sure to uh, check it out. Once again, you can hit Justin anytime he's on social on Instagram at Justin James golf. I know you mentioned you've got a training program as well. Where can somebody find out about that or even take part in it?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's Swing Strong 90s. That's actually a collaboration between myself, Ryan Steenberg. He's one of the other big competitors here, Cassandra Meyer on the women's side. So it's a pretty good program you can actually do at home. Has some of the kettlebell stuff, the band stuff, mobility stuff. and It'll definitely get people uh, started in the right direction. So, you know, people want to get longer. I think, you know, a combination of that and then just going out and kind of executing uh, once a week or every 10 days, you'll get a lot longer than you thought you probably could at no matter what age, six years old, 60 years old, 90 years old. It's just about, you know, swinging hard and uh, you you got to
0: use it or you lose it. So Right. Well, Justin, good, good luck this week, man. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Hope you do well. And uh, where can we, are you going to, do you have some more tournaments on the books? Is there other stuff coming up? Cause I know that it's, it's ever since everything's happened with the pandemic long drives kind of been quiet. So it's nice to see it kind of ramping up again.
1: Yeah, it's sort of up in the air. I mean, this is the the big event of the year. This kind of introduces the off season. But uh, you know, I think everybody's figuring out after this what's coming. You know, down the hopper. Um, we'll have to see the reaction. You know, with Bryson competing, what media outlets are going to be here, etc. Um, usually, this season is going to run from probably March to October. So we'll have we'll play a lot of golf in the off season. We'll have to get out there, tee it up, and uh, go from there.
0: Oh yeah. I'd love to. Cause I'd love to see you. Your, your 80% swing has got to be further than my 200% swing. So I'm not uh, interested. To... We'll see, <laughs> but Justin, I really appreciate your time, man. Good luck this week. Do well. We'll be pulling for you. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening to another Wednesday edition of the Stripe show podcast. Thank you, Justin. Thanks. See ya. Good luck, man. Go hit it far. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at
1: Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nano transitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy,